0: This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hello! Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. My name is Stephanie Mahachek. I am a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and I am your host. And I want to talk today about a couple of things related to nutrition goals. So before we do that, though, I want to forewarn you that I have two live birds flying around my house right now. So if you hear screaming, if you hear you know, fluttering and a whole lot of chaos in the background. The show must go on. I cannot get these birds out of my house. Um, I open up my front door and they flew in. I don't know what else to do, so I have stuff to do. So they're just flying around and hanging out by the Christmas tree. So that's a little aside, that's a little bit of a forewarning, just a snapshot into the chaos of my life that you never know what's going to happen when you open your front door. Uh, But yeah, so there are two birds floating around my house right now, and um, I still decided to record this podcast episode because I have to. (laughs) So anyways, the, the topic I wanted to talk a little bit about, I know at this point in the year, we start to... Naturally, set goals for ourselves. So we're not quite at the start of January, depending on when you're listening to this episode. I'm recording it uh, at the end of November, but at the end of the year and the beginning of next year is usually a good time for people to start to set some goals and intentions for themselves. And that's you know I'm I'm all for that. I feel like that's a natural way, a natural reset, and and I think a lot of people. Find it comfortable and find it um, useful to do that. What people tend to miss out on, though, is the reflection part of the year. So really taking this time to reflect back on all the positive things that happened throughout the year. It's really hard to do. Sometimes what I'll do is I will scroll back through my calendar because I'll have you know events and and different. Um, vacations or whatever marked off on my calendar. And I'll scroll back and be like, oh, yeah, that was a really fun day. Or, oh, yeah, that was a, a cool event. Or, oh, yeah, I met this person at that event. So that's just my little tip on what I do to try and remember things. Um, I know a lot of people will keep journals and will kind of keep a running tab of all the positive things that happen and as the year goes on. I'm not that organized. So uh, but I just go through and look at my Google calendar and I just be like, oh, yeah, th- those were really cool. And then take some time to reflect back on positive outcomes that came from things, especially if you're a a busy parent or a business owner or an employee or an entrepreneur or whatever, it's hard to really reflect on the positive things that kind of trickle down from certain events. So like if you met somebody really awesome at a soccer tournament, or if you made a really good connection you know, at a coffee shop or whatever, really reflecting back on all the positive things that sometimes go unnoticed can really be beneficial in setting up your goals for the future. If you're kind of a introvert like I am, and you're like, oh man, I really not, it's not exciting for me to go to you know, social gatherings, or it's not exciting for me to do whatever. And then you reflect back on the ones that you did. And you're like, well, wait a minute, look at all the positive things that came out of doing that. That was really beneficial. I should probably carve it out in my calendar to do more of them. So that's totally an aside. And I am circling back to the nutrition part of things. But I think the reflection side of goal setting often goes missed because that's a huge part of of setting attainable and beneficial goals is reflecting back on the things that worked. And a lot of people don't do that. They are so focused on improving and improving and improving that they don't reflect back on what actually worked before. So when it comes to nutrition, a lot of people focus on what they don't have. Or maybe you're focusing on a condition that you were diagnosed with. Or maybe you're focusing on... A symptom that you have. All of those are okay to do because I think those are the body's way of telling us that something is wrong. And sometimes we need a big old smack to the face to, to focus us on the important things. And our body is saying, hey, I've been giving you subtle hints for years. Now it takes a full-blown diagnosis or now it takes a full-blown symptom for you to actually pay attention. I've actually talked to people who basically have said, actually, one, one guy did say, I'm not making any dietary changes until I get a full-blown diagnosis of diabetes, because he was on the borderline of diabetes, pre-diabetes. And you might hear that, and you might think like, well, that's, that's just strange, or why would he wait, or whatever. But think about how many times that might have happened to you already. Think about, we, we keep putting things off because it's safe and it's convenient to not change. And sometimes it does take a full blown diagnosis for us to make a change. So if you recognize that in yourself, kind of reflect back on that. Are you staying safe because it's safe? Are you not making changes because it's safe? That is a big barrier for Quite a few people that they don't even realize is the reason why. If you if you continue to find that you're saying I'm stuck or I can't progress or I am in a plateau or I keep coming back to this one thing, you have to you have to peel it apart. You have to figure out why why that's happening. And a lot of times it's the comfort zone thing. So when it comes to goal setting, when it as far as nutrition goes, let's say you are like, yes, I'm ready to make changes. I just don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Help me out here. One of the things I think when you go into goal setting in any other aspect aside from health, you hear this quote a lot. It's start with the end in mind. I think that was Dr. Stephen Covey, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think is that book. Um, But he says start with the end in mind. And so it's basically the idea of reverse engineering your goals. So you start with a goal of, say, running a 5K You don't just start out by running 3.1 miles, you work your way up. So if the goal is I'm gonna run a 5K on Saturday, January 1st, you reverse engineer it, you step back. Okay, a week out from the race, I'm gonna be doing this. Two weeks out, I'm gonna be doing this. Three weeks out, I'm gonna be doing this. Four weeks out, I'm gonna be doing this. And you reverse engineer the goal until you get to the point where you're starting from now. Now, when it comes to nutrition, it's no different. You can reverse engineer your nutrition. And one thing I like to have people do when it comes to nutrition, because it's hard to say, okay, my, my end goal is to, what, eat seven vegetables a day? You know, it's it's a little bit different than when you have like a tangible goal around like an event or achieving something or whatever. When you When it comes to nutrition, you can still do this, but it may look a little bit different. So when I talk with people, I have them get a good visual of their ideal self. Now, when I say ideal self, I mean what do you look like? What do you sound like? What actions do you have? What things do you do? What patterns and habits do you have? Like you 2.0, the ideal self that you're evolving into. It's not a matter of judgment. It's not a matter of I'm not good enough right now. It's none of that. It is we are constantly evolving into a future form of ourselves. Now what that future form of ourselves looks like is entirely up to now it's up to you now. So your future self could be weak and sick and miserable and depressed and all these symptoms inflamed in pain, grouchy, whatever. Or your new self could be energetic, in physically good shape, able to run around with the kids, able to lift all your grocery bags out of the car in one one swoop, able to do the things that you want to do. So the question is, And this is why I I ask all my clients this. And this is why I ask people in programs this. What is your image of your ideal self? What do they look like? Get that good image in your mind. Are they energetic? Are they happy? Are they enthusiastic about things? Are they meal prepping? Are they making smoothies all the time? Are they pain free? Are they... Getting, you know, seven hours or eight hours of sleep every night. You know, what, what does that look like to you? What is your ideal self? And sometimes when I ask people this, they get stuck. And I hate that word stuck. I've said that before, but they feel like they don't know. And they say, they'll actually say, I don't know what my ideal self looks like. And that's okay. But that just means that you're surface level still. You have to dive deeper with this. Give yourself the space to think thoroughly on this topic, maybe you're going to carve out 10 minutes and close your eyes, put on some, you know, yoga music or whatever, and just sit and imagine what your ideal self looks like. And when you can get that good picture of what your ideal self looks like for a lot of people, I'm not gonna lie for a lot of people, they usually come back with I'm 25 pounds lighter, or I'm, you know, 50 pounds lighter or whatever. And that's okay. Again, that's surface level, but it gives you somewhere to go from here. So you being whatever 25 pounds lighter, what kind of habits do you have around that? What kind of things do you do? What kind of thoughts do you have? What are your daily tasks? What are your daily things that you do that's non-negotiable? Are you getting nine hours of sleep? Are you exercising regularly? Are you making uh, veggies a, a big part of most of your meals? You know, What kind of smaller habits do you see that person having? And I get a lot of pushback with this sometimes where people are like, well, I don't know if I knew that, then I would be at my ideal self. That's okay. You don't have to be perfect when it comes to visualizing. That's all you're doing right now. You're visualizing. So a big part of this process is understanding where some of the gaps are. So if you have, you know, that ideal picture in your mind of somebody who is spunky, and they are going for power walks, and maybe they're training for a race, and maybe they're having salads regularly and having smoothies and, and making healthy meals at home or whatever, if you have that as your ideal self, yet, right now, you are, you know, watching TV four to five hours a day, and you're you don't go to the grocery store regularly. And you don't, pull recipes and meal planner right now. That's a huge gap. You're not gonna get to your ideal self from the patterns and the habits that you currently have. And again, it's not a shameful thing. It's more to make you aware of where you're starting from. Where's your starting line and what is your finish line and how do we make the steps to get you there? So if you have to have that kind of realistic perspective on what you're currently doing. And a lot of the reflection part of that is so important for that exact reason, just to see like, if you, you know, where, where that disconnect is. So if your future self is in great physical shape and exercising five days a week, yet you right now aren't planning to have exercise in your week at all, that's the disconnect. So that's kind of where you can start lining up your goals for that outcome. So again, using the example of nutrition, if your goal is to cut down on eating out at restaurants as often because of financial reasons, because of health reasons, whatever, if that is your goal, and currently you're eating out at restaurants maybe five days a week, it doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey. But if your ideal self only eats out maybe once a week, that is where you start to connect the dots and and address the disconnect. So that may mean you're gonna start bringing your lunches once a week, just once to cut down at least one time. And to, in order to do that, you have to have lunch making stuff at home. So that's adding to your grocery list and mapping that out and, and meal planning a little bit or having leftovers or whatever. But you can see where that can start to align better with your ultimate goal. And again, that doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey and just say like, oh, I'm just never going to eat out for, for the rest of my life. No, but a lot of us jump to those extremes. It does not have to be extreme. It could literally just be the the stepping stone. I give the example a lot of the goal ladder where the top rung of the ladder is your ideal self or, or achieving of the goal, whatever the goal is. Your feet are on the ground right now looking up at that top rung. You don't go from the ground to the top rung in one motion. You step and step and step and step. So that's where that is. If it's helpful, I've had people draw out a ladder before. And sometimes that visual is helpful because it literally means you're breaking down the steps. So you put, you know, run a 5K at the top rung and you're at on the, on the ground, your feet are on the ground. That first rung mean, might be walk for 30 minutes. That second rung might be jog for 30 minutes. That third rung might be walk for 45 minutes. That fourth rung might be, run for two miles you know however you break it up that that is impactful for you and makes sense for you you can see though how breaking those up is important and that is where goal setting goes wrong a lot of the time is that we jump from the ground level to the top rung and then when we fail we call ourselves failures it's not a failure you didn't set it up right to begin with so again i hope that's helpful i know when we get into goal setting Uh, time of year. Um, Just to kind of recap, a big thing that people miss when they do goal setting is the reflection period, you have to kind of reflect back on the positive things. Um, If there's a specific topic that you're setting goals around, like your health or your nutrition, that could be the way to reflect back on it, then look back in the calendar, what went well, What did you do well this past year? Did you add in smoothies? Did you start adding lunch or adding a vegetable at lunch? Did you start, did you try a new vegetable? Did you try a new fruit? Did you start incorporating certain things in? Are you cooking more at home? Did you start adding in new spices? Did you get a new pan? I mean, it could literally be something as silly as, yeah, I got an air fryer now. (laughs) And that's okay, because that's helpful for you. And you have to find those things that are positive to help build upon your goals. You learn something every time you experience something like that. So reflection is number one. Number two is visualizing your ideal self. Ideal self is what you what your end game is. What is your end game? Are you happy? Are you healthy? Are you energetic? Are you bouncing around from grandkid to grandkid? Are you running a marathon? Are you, you know, what is the end game for you? And then the third thing is find the disconnects of where you're at now. Where are you on the bottom part of the ladder to where, what is at the top rung of that ladder? And how are you going to get those steps to do that if you want to break it up and physically draw out a ladder with like six different rungs on it, do that and then fill in the gap where are you going to achieve the small victories in order to get you to the top. Now you can do this in every aspect of your life obviously I'm partial to doing it for health reasons or nutrition reasons or exercise or whatever. But you can do that with with any area of your life. I just highly encourage you to do the reflection part of it, carve out some time and do the visualizing part of it, and then draw out your steps to get there as part of your goal setting for the year. So if this was helpful for you in any way, if something resonated with you or if you wanted to add to the conversation tag me on Instagram, tag me on Facebook, let me know what you want to add or what you found helpful in this. i would really helpful to hear what's landing and what's not. And if I have to clarify some things, I'm happy to do that as well. But I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't yet, one way to give back to uh, the, the universe or me in general is to leave a review, go on iTunes and uh, leave a five star rating or, or leave a comment And that really helps me get the show out to more people that could use some of these tips as well. So I hope you are having a wonderful day and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Bye